0: welcome everyone to another episode of soul flow podcast i'm your host jason and today um it's gonna be interesting like every day uh nothing different there so don't get your hopes up or any expectations which you shouldn't have any expectations with anything but that could be its own podcast if it hasn't been already um So first of all, before I get started, because I know some of you probably don't listen to the entire episode. And that's okay. That just happens, right? Either something comes up, you have other things to do, and you just never make it back, right? Cool. No worries. So we're going to get it from the beginning. I'd like to interact with you guys a little bit more. Send me an email with a question or something you want me to talk about anything conspiracy theories aliens ayahuasca psychedelics out-of-body experiences astral projection law of attraction reiki energy healing chakras yoga music i don't know pick something even if it's something that i'm not even like that well versed in i'll still talk about it i'll try to incorporate it into um spirituality and my life and how it's impacted me or whatever effect or my point of view on it politics I don't give a shit give me something I'm getting to the point where I feel like I'm repeating myself because uh, a lot of the things that I talk about I don't just talk about on this podcast I talk to friends I have conversations I record video journals, right? And I journal. Sometimes I type, sometimes I record. So sometimes I don't know what I say on these podcasts, and I'm not going to go back and listen to all my podcasts because um, I don't want to hear myself speak, to be honest. Um, and I don't want to listen to the words that I've said because obviously I know them because I said them, right? Although maybe I could remind myself of something. But anyways, so send me an email Please, Jason, J A S O N, at Soul Flow Podcast. That's F L O. If you're following the podcast, you should know the spelling, but I'll say it anyways, just in case. So that's how we're going to start this off. Now, on to the subject for today. It's kind of broad, but not really. But, anyways, unlearning. I'm in a phase. Well, that's been going on for probably about 12 15 years now of unlearning especially the last like year and a half um, i stopped reading books part of the reason i stopped reading books is because i needed to try to think more for myself i realized that every situation and everything that i was going into i was using quotes from other people which yes i agree with the quotes that i use but it was like nothing was my original thoughts it was like my answer to everything was someone else's words and so i wanted to start thinking for myself a little bit more and also i felt like i was in this process of changing my point of views on some of the things that i've grown up and learned about and and so that's where the unlearning comes from and i feel like if i'm reading what other people are teaching or preaching, or explaining, or their perspective, or point of views, then I can't unlearn while I'm learning. Like, it's like I, you know, there's only so much input and output that can happen at the same time. And I feel like if you're trying to, like, I need to clear space so that I can bring in new, right? It's kind of like if my closet's full, and we're going to call our clothes what we've learned, I can't bring in more clothes if there's no room in my closet so I need to clear the closet and I've been doing that for a year and a half and honestly there's still a lot of shit in my closet (laughs) so I'm in the process of unlearning so that's kind of where I wanted to talk about this today is some of the things that I feel like I'm unlearning or just changing my point of view on Um, it's interesting because I had the idea to record this I had to do a couple things before I could sit down and record. And one of them was go to the bathroom. We're going to get a little detail right now because why not? So while I'm sitting down on the toilet, I'm putting on some TikTok just to watch a couple videos. The very first video that pops up is directly related to what I want to talk about. And I was just like, I didn't even say that out loud. So that's interesting. So let's talk about that part of it. School. A lot of the unlearning I feel like we need to do is related to school in our school system. Um, I think our society was designed a long time ago, 100, 150 years ago, for a specific purpose. And since then, things have changed in our society. We have advanced significantly in the last 100 150 years significantly i mean in the last 20 years in my lifetime we have advanced significantly so just imagine like you know i'm not 100 years old not even halfway there um but yet some of the things like school are still the same and you can try to argue with me on this but i think i'm pretty right School is just made to train you to work a 9-to-5. It's literally set up that way. You sit at your desk for 8 hours. You get little breaks and a short 30-minute lunch. But you actually get recess when you're younger. (laughs) We don't get that. We get smoke breaks. And that's what you do for the first 18 years of your life. Well, 12 of the 18, right? And you're trained to do that. We're not trained to be successful. We're not trained to think for ourselves. We're not trained to be, we're not even shown how to be creative. And actually most school systems, most I say, right? Like no, this isn't like a blanket thing, but public schools for the most part. And I'm and I'm sure there are some changes, but I know people that are in public schools and I know people that teach public schooling. And so it, it, it all hasn't changed, but you're, we're not taught how to be successful. And what I mean by successful is to do something that offers us financial abundance to the point where we have freedom and we don't have to work 40 hours. We're taught that if we work hard, that we'll be successful. And I've watched both of my parents work Very fucking hard their whole lives. And the amount of effort that they put into their work does not match the financial results. And if you think that Jeff Bezos works harder than someone that works 60 to 70 hours a week, come on, he's... I mean, if we want to talk about how much he gets paid hourly compared to you, regardless of what he's doing and the company he's doing it for. And I understand it's successful and you can try to unexplain my shit, but that's OK. He's getting paid a lot more. I own a business. I work less than I ever have, but yet I seem to have more than I ever had. So I don't work harder. I always work smarter, but I don't. I mean even if I'm working hard I'm not working the hour so I have more free time I have more flexibility I'm not even I'm not even like making seven figures for a company and that's beyond possible but I just don't get it we're we're taught something that is never going to bring us that success we're not taught how to manage our money or finances properly at least when i was growing up we're not taught how to invest we're not taught how to use our money to make more money we're not taught to we're taught to do everything not to delegate right like if there's like as a business owner if there's certain things i don't want to do i don't do them i pay someone to do them that's it I mean, it, it's that simple. Obviously, I need the money, right? And if the business isn't successful, you know, but you build it. You build to the point. And that's just in my point of view. Um, we're not set up for success. We're, we're taught to work full-time jobs for someone else so that they can be successful. So who teaches the successful ones? Who teaches the ones that are more independent. And if you if you want to work a nine-to-five and do that, sure, go for it. I'm not knocking it. But do you enjoy it? That's really what it comes down to because that's another thing we're taught. We're taught that we just have to do things regardless if we enjoy them or not. I think that's ridiculous. I really do. I think it's ridiculous that we are forced in this life... YOLO. We only live once, right? According to some people. Um, Well, this, this physical body only lives once so far that I know of. If that's it, if we only have one life, then why do we go through most of it doing shit that we don't want to do? That doesn't make sense. Especially nowadays. We're in a time where a lot of things can be automated and they could be they just don't want to be because there's no i don't want to even say there's no money involved in it because like it would get to the point where we don't need money the way we normally do a lot of things can be automated i mean we have vacuums that can vacuum for themselves you're telling me that's it that's that's where it ends You're telling me most of the jobs at McDonald's can't be automated. I mean, like we have self-checkout at grocery stores, right? And I'm not trying to I'm, I'm not trying to take away people's jobs. I'm trying to find ways to create new ones. We should have more people that are engineers and into electronics and learning automation. And then instead of having 50 employees at a grocery store, you have a smaller grocery store that's automated and then you have some like mechanics that may. That maintenance, right? You have maintenance people that are there to make sure that everything's running properly, that everything's programmed. If things aren't, if things are off, they can go in and configure, you know, put in new software, whatever, right? That's where we should be at. We shouldn't be bagging groceries. We shouldn't be. We shouldn't be flipping burgers. There's, there's, there's no way you can't tell me that you can't create a machine that has a temperature monitor to tell when the burgers perfectly cooked and flip it halfway through. You can automate all that and then put it on a bun. We have machines that can move buns and food all through, right? We have conveyor systems that can do all this and can package things. But yet those same types of machinery can't exist in a fast food place and I don't even think fast food should exist but it does and that's fine if that's what you want to indulge in then I have no judgment I don't care but where's the money in that right where's the money in just automating things you think that would cost more I don't think so I think they try to justify it I mean maybe the initial upfront cost would be more but It's all bullshit because the companies that are franchising are worth billions. So they could do it. They could invest their money instead of fattening the pockets of others to pay people peanuts in order to continually make them more money. Instead, they could hire a few people that make Close to six figures, if not six figures, right? A Couple engineers or, you know, software developers, on-site programmers, whatever. And actually, they could probably run a couple stores, depending on, you know, all right? If we make things efficient and they're not breaking down all the time, you could have a handful of people running a restaurant without actually running the restaurant. Does customer service need to be had? (laughs) I don't, does it? Does Amazon, does Am, is Amazon's uh success because of customer service? I think, I think it's because there's no face-to-face service, right? I can go online, order something, it's at my doorstep. I never see a person and you got my money. Automated. <laughs> That's it. So why do we so why are we taught to work these jobs that don't need to be worked? Banks. Come on. I like I have I have the most respect for everybody's jobs, but I can go through. I could pick a I could pick apart so many jobs uh, that just aren't needed. Um, How hard is it to open a checking account? There are there are apps that I can go on and open a checking account right now by myself without ever interacting with anybody, without the assistance of anybody. I put in all my information and bloop, bloop, bleep. I have an account. I have to deposit some money. I can do that electronically. Bam, done. So why do I have to go into Chase Bank and talk to somebody to open a checking account or a business account? Why? And once again, I'm not trying to take away jobs. I'm trying to create real jobs, real jobs with meaning, with purpose, with financial abundance that are actually going to provide for us. We live in a world where there's so much abundance and yet there's so much abundance of people that don't have it. I know this is an old stat, and I'm sure you can Google or try to find something similar. But there was a stat that Monsanto sells enough seeds. Monsanto, the seed company, the GMO, you know, all the whatever conspiracy shit happens. I say shit because I don't feel like getting into it. But Monsanto alone, their company, they own seeds. They own their own seeds. They sell enough seeds in one year. Now, this is an old stat, so it may actually be more or less, but let's just pretend it's about the same. They sell sell enough seeds in one year to feed the world twice, and that doesn't include meat. We're talking like caloric intake, right, based on what we should be eating. So there's enough fruits and vegetables that are planted in a year to feed you twice, but yet 9 million people die of starvation every year. So where does it go? Do we just throw it away or there's waste or there's deformed vegetables that we don't want to sell because people don't want ugly tomatoes? I, I bet you there's nine million people last year that would have took an ugly tomato. So why do we why why are we living like this? And and people want to justify it, right? Like, and, and I'm not coming from any type of specific um, b- point of view when it comes to like, I'm, I'm not capitalist or Marxist or. I don't know, whatever, whatever the terms are, because I've never studied any of them. And sure, you may try to throw me in a box, but that's not where I'm at. I'm in a box that just says, if there's enough, give it up. What are you holding on to it for? Because people can't get it just because they didn't pay for it or because they don't deserve it. So we're going to throw away food. We're going to waste food because no one can pay for it. And we're just going to watch people die because that's how people learn how to survive. But yet 9 million people continually die every year from starvation. So who's learning? No one. No one's learning because there's nothing to learn. There's nothing to learn because there's nothing to earn. Because they're not given opportunities. Because they're not taught opportunities. Because they need to unlearn the bullshit. Our government... Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a little side tangent rant about our government real quick, which means this video or this, this podcast may be deleted or not upload properly because that seems to happen, but I don't care. I'm just going to say it anyways. Our government is in debt. You know what? I'm, if you can hear, I'm going to look it up real quick because I, I, want, I want the current... Like there's a debt clock. Oh my goodness. There's actually a there's there's a clock that shows our debt and you should see how fast it's going up. So right now it is at twenty-nine trillion eight hundred and eighty-one million. No 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 no. Is that trillion? Yes. twenty nine trillion eight hundred and eighty one billion one hundred and twenty one million eight hundred thousand. blah, right? Nine hundred thousand another million's been added so another 100,000 100,000 that's how quick our debt is going up we are almost at 30 trillion dollars in debt people where's the government get their money from they get it from us so we are 30 trillion dollars in debt and yet we always owe the government more money so they can spend 29 trillion dollars on God knows what not feeding people not not making our lives more convenient or easy so what is that why what like how, how do we just <laughs> i just don't i don't i don't understand how we think this is going to make sense i don't understand how we think this is ever going to work out like But yet, we have a tax revenue that's in the green. So our how, how do we have how do we have four trillion dollars in tax revenue that's in the green? But yet we are twenty nine trillion dollars in debt. These numbers just don't make sense to me, people. I mean, if you can explain it to me, great. Uh, Debt per citizen, Dex- debt, debt per citizen and debt per taxpayer. Do you realize that if you're just a citizen, you have less debt than if you're a taxpayer? <laughs> Each taxpayer right now is $238,000 in debt, technically, because that's what we owe. But OK, so my point of saying this is, is for the last year and a half or year, let's say year. Um No, it's been two years for the last almost two years we have gotten free tests to test a virus we have gotten free vaccinations who's paying for them we are paying for them every time that there's an event and everybody's required to go get tested someone is making a shit ton of money and it's not us. Not only do we go do it, that just means every time you go take a test, it means you're spending money you don't have that's going to come out of your ass and you're not even going to realize it. And so gas prices will go up and taxes will go up and and you're going to be upset about that and your check's going to get smaller because you got your free tests, because you got your free shots. They're not free And they just keep coming. It was supposed to be one. Now it's two. Now it's with a booster. There's still testing going on. They got at-home tests. They actually make you pay for those. Those are the only ones. But most people say those aren't even accurate and probably don't even hold up if you're actually trying to go anywhere. So you're just doing that for yourself. So now you're spending money on it and you're then going and getting free tests. I just don't understand it. I don't understand the logic behind it. I don't understand how we think that this makes sense. I I mean, the fact that anybody believes that it's actually free and the fact that people are telling us that it's free. Sure. Nothing's coming out of your pocket directly, right? It's coming from somewhere. Who's paying for it? The government isn't because they're $30 million, $30 trillion in debt. So why are we living like this? I just don't under. I don't. When when are we the people, the ones that vote for the asshats that are supposed to make decisions for us, but yet they have better benefits than us. They become millionaires from being full time politicians. They get what they want first, then take care of us, even though they're elected to work for us. But yet they've been working for us for so long, and they're the ones that do the actual voting for things that they've gotten together, whether we think that there's two parties and an independent or however many parties you delusionally think there are. They've gotten together and said, hey, guys, yeah, we're against each other. Like we're going to we're going to argue about things because we have different, you know, foundational point of views. That's even a thing. But you know what I mean? And we're going to put that to the side for a second because we want to make more money. Don't you? You want to make more money? Yeah, you want to make more money. All right, cool. We're both going to make more money. We're going to vote for our own raises. We're going to vote for things that give us benefits before we even take care of the people that put us here. And that's our job is to make sure that we take care of the people. But we're going to take care of ourselves first. We're civil servants. This shouldn't even be a full-time job. You should actually have to have a job, even though you work for the government in one of these political positions. That's the way it should be designed. It should be a part-time job. But you've created it to seem like it's a full-time job. When half of you don't even show up to vote for things for Congress. I've seen the videos. Half people aren't even in the room. They have friends running over and pushing buttons for them. I don't know if they've nipped that in the bud, but you still don't have to show up. Go look at how many people vote for things and how many people should be voting for things. They don't show up for everything, and I'm not getting into details, right? Like Senate, Congress, whatever. I'm not going to say things that I know I'm wrong about, but I've seen that. So it's not a full time job. You guys are f- it's it's a full of shit job, is what it is, because you're not doing your job. Because if you're doing your jobs, our lives should be better. Our lives should be better. Total U.S. debt is $86 trillion. Damn, so as, as Americans, we actually have more debt than the country. So we're up to over $100 trillion in debt between the two. Between the two. But anyways, so unlearn this shit. Unlearn, learn, learn that everything you've been taught to learn, that working hard and putting your nose down and grinding for 20 years is not always going to give you the results you think it will. Being the being the hardworking, obedient employee only guarantees that you're probably never going to go up or down anywhere, because if you're in a position and you're excelling at that position why would they put you somewhere else when they can't replace you? Because for the most part, employees are nothing but replaceable. For the most part. There's someone else that could do your job. There's someone else that's capable of doing your job. Maybe they won't do it as good right away, but they get there. It takes time, right? But if you're excelling at your job now you're irreplaceable. You you've you've created a value for yourself, but yet they're not going to pay you for that value. And if you leave, they'll just struggle for a little while. I've seen it. I've seen it with plenty of people. I have direct examples. You know, you come you, you leave a company and they miss you, and then you go back and they're so grateful that you came back because they, you know, they they were failing or falling. And they appreciate it, but they don't pay you more for that appreciation. They're not going to be like, you know what? I gave you this last time. I'm going to give you 25% more this time because I see your value. Because I see how beneficial you are to my company. Because I see the worth. My dog. So unlearn this shit. Unlearn. Think, think about the things you were taught growing up that just don't math. Don't add up. Don't make sense. Haven't seemed to give you the results that you were told they would. There's probably a reason because it was bullshit. That's where I'm at in life. I've, I, and I, And part of me coming to this conclusion is that I have so much free time. People think I'm busy and people don't reach out to me or they're like, oh, I didn't even want to call you because, you know, you own a business and you're always busy. No, I'm not. I'm not busy. I got plenty of free time people. I might not have free time for you, but you'll never know if you don't try, but I make time for people. I got, I got plenty of time. I got time to do these podcasts. I got 30 minutes to sit down and talk to you guys in the middle of the day. It's noon. After this, I'm going to go make some lunch and watch some anime with my dogs. And then I might do some cleaning around the house if I feel like it. If I don't, I'll do it tomorrow. I got plenty of free time. And I'm enjoying my life. I'm loving my life. But it's so hard for me to fully enjoy something when I see others struggling. It's like I could never enjoy a meal sitting in front of a homeless person. I couldn't, I couldn't sit there and just savor every bite and, and enjoy... The delicious meal that has been prepared for me or I prepared, whatever it is, if I were sitting in front of somebody. But just because I'm sitting at home enjoying it, I still see you. I still know you're there. And so. It's almost like it's your fault that I can't enjoy my life to this fullest (laughs) because you're not in the best place, but it's not your fault. It's not your fault you're not in the best place. You were put there. You were taught that this was your worth. This is your value. You, you've, through your life experiences, you have a baseline of self worth, and most of them are wrong. They're wrong because they should be a lot higher. Every single life matters significantly. All of you are beautiful, beautiful people, beautiful souls with beautiful stories and perspectives that are just as important as the people that get paid thousands and thousands of dollars to tell their story or to write a book. And you read that book and you're like, oh, my God, this is such an amazing story. I wish my life was like that. It is we're all survivors if you're still alive you've survived life you've, you've made it this far and I'm sure you've had speed bumps if not potholes the size of the Grand Canyon we've all had obstacles we've all had traumas we've all gone through shit shit that we didn't deserve to go through and sometimes we still go through it because we think we still deserve it so how do you realize that self worth There's two ways you have to start to realize that self-worth, and through people like me, we treat you that way. So know that if you're hearing this, you're one of the people that is worth more than you think you are. You are important. You are special. You deserve more than you have, and it's not coming from a place of greed. You deserve to come home every day and not have to worry to eat. You deserve to come home every day and not have to worry if the lights go on. You should have a working vehicle. You should have a house that actually stays warm or cold depending on the climate. You should have a comfortable bed to sleep in. You should have all the amenities that we have come to become accustomed to, whether that's internet, cable, TV, computers, all the access To the technologies to enjoy the things that we like to enjoy. And if you're different and you want different things than I'm speaking of, then that's fine too. If you just want to sit around in an empty room with some musical instruments or you want to paint, right? You deserve a room that allows you to enjoy that creativity. And you shouldn't have to earn it. You deserve it, and you deserve the free time to be creative. Because there's so much beauty in that creativity. Singing, whether you have a good voice or not, that doesn't mean you shouldn't be able to sing. If you enjoy music, if you enjoy art, but you're not a so-called good artist, you should still be able to draw. You should be able to enjoy the things. If you're not good at a sport, but you like to play that sport, you should be allowed the free time to play that sport. Period. You deserve more. You deserve everything. And when you start realizing that, it'll actually start coming to you. Because the only thing you will ever get in life is what you think you deserve. So if you're in a relationship and it starts going south and you're just like, well, you know, I've I've done bad things in my past. So I I guess this is just what I deserve. No, fuck that. You made mistakes. As long as you're growing and learning from them, as long as you're making an effort to make a difference and grow as a person, then no, you don't deserve that. You deserve to be loved without any prerequisites. You deserve to be loved just by standing there, being yourself. And actually, you don't even have to be yourself. You just got to stand there you sitting here listening to me right now, you deserve love right in this moment for what you're doing, which is nothing but listening to me. You deserve love, period. I <sighs> felt good. All right, so <laughs> I'm ending this the way I started it. Reach out to me. I love you people. I see that people listen to me. I see the stats so unless all of you are robots and if you are robots i love you too you are still a beautiful algorithm that has been created by somebody else that is in need of love and deserves love and you can reach out as well if you're capable of listening to this you're capable of speaking or typing so reach out to me please don't be afraid i'm not gonna hurt hey i'm almost done don't be afraid course my dog wants to interrupt right at the end don't be afraid i won't call your name out if you don't want me to i won't even say you know i'll just pretend that i came up with this random idea that you sent me right it'll be our little secret i just want some interaction i'd like some interaction i'd appreciate some interaction um whatever you're thinking of right now If you're still here, whatever you're thinking of, whatever is popping in your head that you'd like to ask or say something or comment or something, right? There's something that's popping in your head. There's something that's bugging you. There's something that you just can't shake There's something that you want to get more depth or understanding on. It's there. It's in your head. Think about it. All right. Write it down. Send it to me right now. Come on. Let's go. All right. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Um, I got my Bob Marley painting sitting right here so I'm gonna I'm gonna end this with a Bob Marley quote because I love Uncle Bob. One good thing about music when it hits you, you feel no pain. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. I hope you have a wonderful beautiful rest of your day and I'll talk to you again soon. Peace.